Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode I'm going to touch on how much sets you should do when it comes to your training. First of all, quick update on myself as I usually do. So I'm now currently sitting one week post-show. Oh, yesterday I was, uh, today being Monday, so a week and a day. And uh, everything's went well so far. I'm happy with my adherence and my ability to stick to my food post-show because it can be a period that is really hard. It's like when you are extremely hungry all the time, when you're craving food all the time and your food focus is high and you've got a goal of stepping on stage and once you've basically, once that goal's now removed and you've still got super high hunger, you've still got super high cravings and you're trying to stick to the plan, it can be harder. Uh, so I know some people can struggle massively with it and I'm just happy with how I've managed to deal with things so far anyway uh, because I've not really like went overboard in terms of food. I've kept everything pretty sensible and you could say, oh, enjoy yourself, you just died for 30 weeks, but it's going to affect how how successful my gaining phase will be and at the end of the day, it's like I want my actions to reflect my goals. I want to do well in bodybuilding, so I should treat it that way. It's like, not that I'm a professional, but it's like, if you want to be a professional, act like it, if that makes sense. Uh, instead of expecting to be a professional and then starting to act like one once you are, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, this, like I said, this episode is going to be on how much sets you should do. Uh, first, you need to understand effective reps. So effective reps are the reps close to failure, the last five reps in particular. And these are known as the reps that are stimulative. And what I mean by that is the reps that are going to stimulate muscle growth. So you could do all the sets you want and let's say stop, or yeah, all the sets you want, but stop six reps from failure. You're probably going to be leaving how much muscle you can build on the table. Uh, you're not going to be getting as much as you can in terms of muscle growth because you're not getting those effective reps. And effective reps are, like I said, last reps. And the reason these are effective is when we start to fatigue and when we start to tire during our sets, that's when we recruit the most amount of motor units and muscle fibers. Basically, what's that? what that means is when you're struggling to get those last reps and your reps are starting to slow and your body's, your body or, yeah, your body starts to basically cling on to every little muscle fibre it can because, like, at the start of a set, if you're using a really light weight, you're going to, especially high rep sets, you just use really slow twitch fibres which aren't that responsive to muscle growth. Whereas when we get to the last reps, the slow twitch fibres, they don't have enough strength to move the weight, so they recruit the larger motor units, the larger muscle fibres, the fast twitch fibres, which are more responsive to muscle growth, which means we've got a greater potential to grow muscle. And if they're getting used at the end of sets when we are close to failure, then it shows us that we want to be visiting that place if we want to be be recruiting those fibres. And in, ter in terms of how your intensity affects your sets, if you train every set to failure, you're going to get more effective reps from your sets, but also more fatigue from it. And what I mean by this is it, it can cause physical and mental fatigue training to failure, meaning it tires you out. It's like your performance can diminish a bit more if you train a set to absolute failure. Uh, and when it comes to, let's say, doing the opposite, 
and leaving reps in the tank, you're going to get less effective reps from your set. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get as much out of each set, but you'll get less fatigue from it. And what that basically means is when you do, let's say, sets to failure, you probably don't need as much sets. Uh, whereas when you leave reps in the tank, due to obviously not training as much to failure, more sets are needed. And in terms of like training experience as well, that's something that will dictate your intensity as well. So that's going to allow you to train closer to failure and being able to be more accurate and intense in your sets, which will mean you'll get more out of them, which can therefore potentially lead to more muscle growth from less sets when you are advanced or not just advanced, but when you can train harder, you're going to get more out of less in the gym. So in terms of how much do we need, it depends on many things, like our training age. Uh, for example, if you're, you've never picked up a weight in your life, you're not going to need a lot of sets to grow. You just need to just lift a dumbbell and move it about, and then you'll probably grow some muscle. Uh, so yeah, if, let's say, if you train hard, and obviously hard's relative, but if you train super hard, you can get away with a lot, with very little sets in my opinion. Uh, because you don't, like it's a novel, it's already, what you're doing is already new to you. It's already going to be a novel stimulus or something you've not been exposed to before if you've never lifted weights before. So you don't need 10 sets of squats. It's like, whereas someone who's been training for 20 years, they're used to, they're used to training, they're well adapted to it. They need a lot of stimulus to grow, so they might need to do a ton more sets and absolute batter their legs whereas you can probably get away with pretty little and still grow granted you're sleeping well you're eating enough that sort of thing and that will mean you'll be able to perform well and progress your lifts uh, so yeah it depends on your training age it also depends on your split so if you train let's say a really high frequency split you don't want to train as much sets per session for example if let's say you are training let's say you run a upper lower split and not that I'm saying you should do it this way or shouldn't, but let's say you go upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower. Then on the first upper session, you're not wanting to do 10 sets for chest because you've got two sleeps until you're training again. So if you do 10 sets, you're probably going to have soreness in your chest. You're not going to recover well. You're going to go into the next session and you're not going to be able to perform well. You can pick up wee tweaks from doing too much in terms of by wee tweaks, I mean wee injuries, wee niggles, that sort of thing. And in terms of what else dictates how much we should do is exercise selection. So if, let's say, we're doing movements that are going to like stimulate muscle groups, maybe as like secondary movers, for example, if we are squatting, then we are going to be working our like erectors in our back to an extent. Not that they're going to be the main mover, or they should be, but they're going to be stimulated. So that's going to affect how much sets we potentially want to do. So again... We don't have cross-transfer of soreness going into the next session. We are taking it into consideration and not doing too much lower backloading throughout the week, that sort of thing. Uh, and as another example is potentially doing something like a, like a, let's say we're doing a barbell bench press. Yes, you're going to be using your chest, but you're also going to be using your triceps and your front delts. So that's going to impact your performance, let's say, if you've got an arm day the day after. Or if you train, let's say push after an arm day the same will apply your arms are going to be pretty fatigued which will impact your pressing movements so that's something to 
bear in mind. So if, let's say you're not doing a movement that's going to specifically target, or you're not trying to specifically target your chest, that still doesn't mean you're not going to be using your chest during the movement. So bear that in mind, because we don't want to be taken away from our performance on following sessions. Next up is your recovery. So how's your sleep? Are you sleeping, like, let's say, four hours and sleeping at sporadic times, or are you having a set sleep-wake time, you go to bed and wake up, you sleep like a baby, and everything's in a great spot in regards to your sleep? Are you super stressed, or are you really relaxed? Because your body doesn't know the difference from a stressor of, let's say, high work stress or stress from the gym. Both are going to produce cortisol and impact your recovery capabilities, your ability to sleep well. And uh, how's your nutrition as well? Is your diet nice and nutritious, a lot of protein, adequate water and salt, or is your nutrition all over the place? That's going to affect things too. In terms of something else to consider is the minimum effective volume and the maximum recoverable volume, meaning there's like a range we can work in. So when it comes to how much sets you should do, as you've gathered, I'm not here to tell you, oh, eight to 10 sets for your chest. Well, we're going to do this throughout a week for this body part because it's not black and white at all, just like most things when it comes to training. Uh, it's, it's never really black and white. And if someone's telling you black and white answers, it's usually a red flag. So, yeah, there's a range we can work in in terms of the amount of sets we shouldn't do. Uh, and there's no, like I said, there's no perfect amount. There's potential benefits of doing more and doing less. And like I just went over, there's things that will impact how much you could classes or what will influence your sets if that makes sense because like i said i could say i could i could say do 10 sets for chest but what's 10 sets 10 sets can look different for two individuals from things like intensity exercise selection uh, that sort of thing and just people are individual it's like some people might find that they can do a certain amount and they get no, no soreness at all, whereas others might find they do a certain amount and they're in absolute bits for a few days uh, from the same amount. And in terms of what the minimal effective volume, maximal recoverable volume is, is the minimal effective volume is the minimum we can do and grow, meaning the minimum we can get away with doing in the gym and still progress, whereas the maximal recoverable recoverable volume is the maximum amount we can do and still recover in time for our next session so let's say we're doing too much that we're past our mrv or maximal recoverable volume that's going to basically mean you're gonna let's say be sore going into your next session or you're gonna perform poorer going into your next session and basically we're doing too much we're overtraining to an extent as much as i think that should be people's least concern as a beginner, it's usually people not training hard enough. But yeah, in terms of how much we should do, it's somewhere in between the two. But saying that, as a beginner, you should probably focus on not doing, let's say, an extremely little amount. Like, you don't copy someone's program you've seen on Instagram. Uh, or, yeah, because the, if, let's say, they train to a certain intensity, they might only need like a certain amount of sets to grow. Uh, whereas you might need a different amount. But basically, when you're a beginner, you don't need an absolute ton to grow, I don't think so. What you do need is to be applying progressive overload and getting stronger on movements. And granted, that's taking place, you'll probably be growing. So what I'd say is don't seek to 
don't automatically think more's better and don't think adding more because if you can get away with less it means when that stops working you've got somewhere to move from and also it means you'll have you won't basically accumulate unnecessary fatigue and tiredness from doing more sets when you don't need to and lastly it's like when you're when you're a beginner as well as not needing to do as much when you like when you're a beginner I've just had a complete mind blank what I was going to say yeah, so when you're beginning, you don't need to do as much in terms of sets because like, it is new to you, so don't feel like you need to do a ton. And at the end of the day, what builds muscle? Not doing tons of volume because like, if if you think just doing reps is going to build muscle, it's like look at long-distance runners. They're not really packed full of muscle, whereas in terms of going on to, going on to let's say training yeah going on like if you look at like marathon runners or that they don't have a lot of muscle because they don't really get much effective reps because they're not close to failure whereas if you can if you're training close to failure that's going to recruit effective reps like i said and at the end of the day if you do a ton uh sets you're gonna perform poorer and what does build muscles getting stronger and if we're doing a ton of sets, then load's going to be lighter, which is going to be counterproductive to an extent. Obviously, it's it's on a spectrum, so we don't want to be do, doing too little of that. We're, let's say, being super strong, but we're not doing enough sets to actually stimulate muscle growth. But the opposite applies. We don't want to be doing a silly amount and just battering ourselves and not really prioritising loading, if that makes sense. So, again... It's somewhere in the middle we should focus on. And if, let's say, you are training consistently, you've started off with, let's say, a lower volume approach, you're trying to get as much as you can out of as least sets possible, then if a body part's not growing, then assess, let's say, have you got any soreness? Have you got a pump from your sets when you are training? Or do you feel fatigue in the muscle? And are you progressing? If you aren't, let's say, getting sore at all, if you don't feel much of a pump, if you're not getting much fatigue in the muscle then you could probably look to try and give more effort to your current sets. And then if you think you can absolutely not give any more to your current sets, then maybe look to add some. Granted, your performance isn't improving. And if, let's say, the above are the case, then you can probably get away with increasing your sets. But before that, make sure execution and you're currently getting... Execution's in a good spot, you're currently getting the most out of your sets, and you've actually got a reason to increase them. And you should be patient and just give yourself time when it comes to your training and not rush things because that's not going to help anything. And you don't want to, you want to see what's working and what's not before changing things. So don't be too, too stubborn. In terms of some starting points in terms of how much volume you should do. So it depends what split you're on. Like if let's say you do a full body split and you train every second, you have like a rest day and then you train full body again then you can probably get away with quite little sets. So you could probably do, let's say, you could probably get away with doing like one one chest press, one shoulder press, one like close grip press or dip or tricep focus movement in other words. And then you could get away with doing, let's say, two sets for bicep, two sets for tricep. And then, or sorry, and yeah, and also doing like one set for your like back movements maybe two for one of the movements, and then going on to your legs, doing, let's say, a set of hamstring curls or two sets of hamstring curls, 
doing let's say a squat train your calves that sort of thing and then maybe a set or two on leg extension i think you can get away with that obviously that's just rough like off the top of my head but i think you can get away with that as a beginner if you're training every second day because you're going to be able to stimulate and progress y- yes like yes that's not a lot but you're train you're having a rest and then you're training those body parts again so you, you can't get away with doing a lot if you're training really frequent if you're doing an upper lower split generally you need what it says do slightly more so let's say two sets for let's say a chest focus movement two for a shoulder focus movement and then same for like two for let's say training your back doing let's say like a focused movement training your lats uh, and then two movements trying to train your upper back and maybe like two movements trying to do like a tricep compound and then you can do some like side delt work maybe two three sets and then two or three sets of warm work at the end for a lower body session probably like let's say two sets on the adductor that sort of thing then again round about two sets for a hamstring curl or leg extension and then depending on how much leg compound movements you have if you've got two leg compound movements then and get away with two sets for each or, or you might you'll probably you could probably get away with doing three as well and do two sets for each and if let's say you train super hard uh, then you might get away with doing one set for each on the compound movements uh, and if you're doing a push pull legs so the same applies but you can probably add some more movements in so i usually i wouldn't do let's say three or four sets i'd rather do two sets and move on to a movement but instead of let's say four for upper body only doing two compound movements for your pushing muscles and maybe do three and for let's say pull instead of doing two back movements I'd maybe do three or four before moving on to let's say biceps and rear delts and again keeping it around two sets and maybe changing things if needed if something's really not growing but that's where I'd usually start off for a rough guide uh, so yeah there's just a few common split, splits and that's again a very very rough guide but if you want to explore how to structure them in more detail i've made podcasts on structuring i think all those sessions so scroll down uh search up how to structure such and such but if you scroll down you'll definitely find it uh, and hope it helps anyway and any questions regarding anything i've went over today feel free to drop me a message on instagram and i'll respond with a voice note going over things helping you in terms of anything you didn't quite understand or that but Hope you've enjoyed. If you did, please like, subscribe, share this on your story, leave a comment, review, depending on what you're listening to this on. But I greatly appreciate everyone tuning in. Hope everyone has a great and productive week.